What's good, internet, and welcome to session 32 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and goose number one, Alex Arona. This week is goose two, Joel DeWitt. Haunt, haunt, motherfucker. Also with us is goose three, Eric Goosey Getty Gettinger. Sup, Goosey Getty? Honk, honk, honk. I love this game. Also with us this week is Goose Number Four and special guest host of the Nintendo Main Podcast, Trey Johnson. What's up, Trey? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, um, uh, honk honk. <laughs> as well, I didn't think of a of a witty honk, but you know, any honk is as good as the last one. You guys are all ridiculous. I ain't honking for shit. <laughs> I, I think if this week has taught us anything, volume matters more than quality of honking. Huh. That's true. You got to be jarring with your honks. <laughs> I like honking in uh, in one of the bottles because it makes like a fuck muffled oh, noise. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. My <laughs> nephew apparently couldn't get a, couldn't get over that. He just wanted the bottle at all times just to hear the echo. Wait till you get to the end. <laughs> the walkie-talkie is really cool too. I like that. You can scare the lady with it. <laughs> <laughs> this week we turn into mean geese and early adopters. See what the state of play is all about, and things take a dark turn in the backlog blog. But first. I'm not honking. <laughs> I stole your hat, Joel. I know you're wearing a hat. Honk. <laughs> honk, honk, honk. It doesn't work without the honks. That's also true. Early adopters. Where we play alphas, betas, and anything pre-released that came out in the same exact month because there are way too many video games. First, if you couldn't tell, we're talking about Untitled Goose Game. This game is pretty perfect. What do you guys think? It's great. Okay, let's move on. Untitled Goose Game, it looks like a painting. It looks like a very nice painting where you are a goose and you have a to-do list and your to-do list usually leads to anarchy. I think it's a perfect blend of simple and really just simple. It's, it's enough. This game is enough. You, it's you as a goose. You can spread out your wings. You can honk and you can pick up stuff. I don't, I don't know if we need more than that. <laughs> I, no, I like how when you start, just the first prompt they give you is to honk, and you're hiding in a bush. And so, like, they, they show the scene, and then just they give you the prompt to honk, and then that discovers where you're at with being in the bush, and then giving you direction about how to get out of there and get to the farmer, which, like, that first area is a great, like, learning ground for how to interact with the level. How to honk, is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... I, I, I had a lot of fun so far with this, and most of it wasn't even focused on completing the objectives itself as much as trying to see the many different ways I could try to agitate the farmer and try to get him to like chase me around and just grab all the stuff and throw it into the lake by it. And it's just, it, there was just a lot of laughter in my house the whole time we've been playing this so far. Well, just, just to, to break it down to brass tacks, you are a goose. And you are given a set of a list of challenges, and the challenges are things in, in a in a small area map where it'll be a farmer, and it'll say lock the the get the gardener wet with a you know with a sprinkler, or find a way to lock him out of the garden, or go ahead and make a picnic stealing these items from the gardener who will chase you around. Oh and man, that picnic though, it's baller. Halfway through it, somebody realized that I was collecting stuff and taking it over there, and they started picking it up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what can be annoying about that. They they do that for a few of them where you have to have a bunch of stuff at one place at one time. Like it's you can't do just one at a time. They have to all be there at once. But what I one thing I really like about the game is that uh it's just all the different ways you can do it. Like it's you don't have to do it a certain way. Like you were saying like get him wet with the sprinkle sprinkler, but you can actually also throw stuff in the lake and get him to get in the lake and that also counts as him getting wet. So there's yeah. different oh, there's really? different ways <laughs> for you to attain the uh what it asks you to do and I think that's cool. Like everybody's going to kind of play it differently. And it's very much like I don't know, it's like almost kind of like Breath of the Wild where it's just like just go, just go do whatever. And they don't really tell you, you know, you just like, it took me a minute to even find like the checklist stuff. Like I was just kind of wandering around and it's kind of fun to just, you know, like you were saying, just agitate people and see if you end up doing whatever they ask you to do, you know, and that'll progress you to the next part. And, and I saw you share on Twitter, like even just like how you can break to the game a little bit. Oh yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you, you shared that little video of if you are circling around the farmer quickly enough, he is basically just 
stuck in that pose rotating on its axis without even being able to walk around. <laughs> yeah, just... and that, that just kind of randomly happened. I wasn't even trying to do that. It just, you know, that's just part of the fun of the game. It can be a little glitchy too. And yeah, I was just trying to, I was just messing around with it. And yeah, I ended up like getting behind him and he just wasn't moving. And he was just spinning in a circle like that. So I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've, I've really been enjoying all the gifts that people have been putting on Twitter about on a titled Goose game. Like there's, they're just a lot of fun. Like I've seen people like honking at like the different, the different people are like scaring them and just like doing circles around them with your wings out and like all that and saying like i am your god like stuff like that it's been really funny stuff on there we actually got stuck and we couldn't figure out one of the puzzles only because it was a little obtuse in the explanation of a description of what you needed to do which one so uh, what was it for me oh, it was the, hat. Hat, the hat the hat oh yeah so so i googled a guide I googled a what? guide. What? It's, it's been out a day. <laughs> no, no. So I googled a guide, and the guide gave me a solution that didn't work for us. And it's one of those things that everything kind of happens so dynamically that it's a very specific situation that worked for one person that didn't work for anybody else. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. So we, so we, we, it just gave us an idea of what they were looking for, and we were able to figure it out. But the person's guide that they told us that it didn't work at all. Mm. So what did the guide say? Hide in the hole in the wall, and then he'll come and like he'll come and bend down, and you have to then steal his. Okay. Hat. Oh, weird. Mm. Yeah, that, apparently that there's could a, work. Yeah, there's like a secret hole out of the farm or out of the garden area. I didn't find it, but yeah, I did. I did the rose. I mean, is that what you guys did for the hat? That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. The rose. Yeah. Worked same. Well. Yeah. Mm. But it is. It's. It's still just like so interesting that you have to come up with that idea and like kind of like you said, do whatever you want, and you'll you'll be able to figure it out, and it's open. Yeah, there's really some stuff that has you scratching your head. I made it all the way through, and I got to all the bonus objectives, but some of the most fun that I had was uh, stealing stuff and making the like the kid buy it back oh, yeah, at the yeah. store. <laughs> like yeah. That was just yeah. too funny to me. Yeah, tormenting that kid was great. Like getting getting him like basically chasing him into the telephone booth or like making him put on the wrong glasses or yeah, stealing his paint his plane toy and putting it in the shop and all that and yeah, it's good stuff. I think my favorite part of that area was how you got into the shop with the TVs and the uh, camera <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and how you got the deuce on TV and like you can get really up close to the camera and it'll just show the beat of the deuce on the TVs as you're quacking around and it's just yeah th this this game is a perfect sandbox that just gives you the objectives and the structure around you and then you have to use the tools that the deuce gives you to try to enact the change you need but really like you guys have sort of mentioned it it's it's really open-ended if you can figure out your own way to finagle it and uh one thing i also love too is just the the sort of like audio choreography in the mm. game so like the music is very subtle and unassuming until you interact with a person or approach them and then you get that sort of piano interlude that then picks up the pace as you start agitating them more and they start chasing you around yeah and it's it just it, it does all the great things that these kind of games need to with music and it, it, this whole game kind of reminds me of the feel of something like one of those pixar shorts yeah like before the movie starts <laughs> where it's like a very distinct style little if no dialogue and it is using music as the accent points between beats yeah, the, uh, the audio choreography, not to bring it up again, but it really reminds me of Breath of the Wild. Like, the same thing where there's, like, no music until you get into, a, you know, sort of a fight with somebody where you get chased by the person, and then you have the piano. It's very minimalistic, and I like that. I think that's... Trey, yeah. did, did you ever play Ape Out? I didn't. I, uh, I saw it on there, but I have not gotten it. I, I recommend that one, if only because it is a, it's a very fun puzzle, simplified experience, but the audio cues in that, it's so dynamic in just a very basic jazz snare drum. Nice. It's, it's, it, and the way the audio picks up when you're doing something, but when like it's very silent otherwise, mm -hmm. it's, it's really cool. Yeah, like nice. it, uh, in Ape Out, you get the slow tempo when you're moving around, but then if you encounter enemies or there's action going on, then it does like a rim shot or it'll do like a more dynamic beat for you to play along with. Nice. Yeah, I heard a lot of people liked it. It was just, it was probably like every week on Switch, you know, it was that and 20 other games. So it kind of like, just like... <laughs> right. Fell by the wayside against whatever else was coming out that I was interested in. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I I think Goose, I just want to say before I forget, like, I think the Goose game is incredibly zen. Like, it's like probably one of the most relaxing games I think I've played in a while. And that's a big reason why I really, really like it. There's like, there's like no HUD on, on the screen. Like, there's no like life bar. There's no like time or anything like that. You just do your thing, you know, and it's fair and you can't die. You know, you can't like, there's no possible game over or anything like that. There's no way for you to screw up and have to start over. It's just, yeah, 
just very zen. You're absolutely right, but also that has not been my experience at all. <laughs> like, oh. like my my my. I mean, it might be just because it's either me or my wife playing together, or like me sitting with my kids. But it's always been really manic and frantic and high tempo on our end. So mm. it's like it's it's funny to hear you say that because it, it's I can totally see what you mean, but like I've had a completely different experience. Yeah, you're you're playing it real weird, man. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> treat it like Hitman. You gotta take it nice and slow, methodical. Do the like the neck duck well, uh, and again, move around. I, I think I. I think, again, I'm also getting a different vibe from you on this because I do agree that the Goose game is very zen and very relaxing. And I, I, I can do that before bed any time of the week. That's a, that's a, a warm cup of cocoa. That's warm soup belly. Mm-hmm. Now, Hitman, I am damn near murdering everybody. Nah, so. you don't have to play it like that. I know you don't have to. I'm probably just bad at Hitman. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but I mean, it's usually how it goes, right, Alex? Uh, that's always the way it goes uh overall i think i untitled goose game surprisingly has a shot for at least the top that's in my top 10 for the year i think oh for sure yeah yeah i agree i would be happy to see a sequel and have it have nothing changed except new scenarios <laughs> but that's that's literally all i would need out of a follow-up should they call it Agreed. should they call it untitled sequel to goose game or what like instead I think of part uh, two just works untitled <laughs> goose game two untitled geese game oh Ooh, yeah there you there go, you go. Or they could go into like a different animal, like a I don't know something other Untitled than a goose. moose game. Yeah, moose game. Untitled moose game. <laughs> no, <Okay>. raccoon. <laughs> raccoon seems like he's the they kind did, of dick they that did would that. go that's, around. Uh, that's Donut County. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe you should stick yeah. to goose. I actually yeah. kind of had a animal related thing when I was when I was playing Untitled Goose Game when I first got it. Uh, my cat's kind of is, was kind of like the goose in the game. I was playing it and he was actually laying on my on my uh, laptop and accidentally re- renaming all of my files so he was doing his own goose thing oh, no. while i was playing goose game and i was like i was like oh my god you're you're such a fucking goose get, get off this <laughs> all right well the second game we played for early adopters is a game called crown trick this is still in beta test it is a top-down dungeon crawler rogue light i checked with our expert we, uh, our expert <laughs> Where you are a girl named Ellie, and you encounter a living crown who asks you to put him on, and you take him out of the dungeon. Joel, you played some of this with me, right? I I did play it for an hour or so, yeah. So, this is something that, similar to what Trey said about Untitled Deuce game, I felt this to be actually a pretty relaxing thing, because part of the mechanics of this game is that it kind of reminds me of the, uh, oh, what is the name of that game, uh... Crypt of the Necrodancer? Yeah, exactly. How did <laughs> you pulled that from my brain? Except it's not that it's not beat focused, which thank God for my limitations on rhythm. But uh, you basically, whenever you move, that's when enemies and things in the background move. And when you sit still, things sit still. So you did a chance to try to like sit down, maybe plot out your next move before you proceed, and try to figure things out from there and i'm not usually into these kind of games for the most part i'm finding as i play more of them but the fact that you could sort of sit and wait and look i kind of like it, it kind of makes it to where i should just try to take it at a slow pace and just try to methodically plan out things i uh i haven't played the game but i did watch some uh some footage of it before the show and uh they described it as a turn-based roguelite when i was kind of like well that doesn't look turn-based but it's exactly like from what you're saying, where like when you're not moving, they're not moving. So it is kind of turn based, but not in the traditional sense. And I find right. that interesting about the game. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. I, I think I think I would be curious to see what this looks like at near complete state. Because I, I like the core crux of the gameplay with that, uh, with how like their abilities they add with like these blinking abilities. You but they can... come, they are all equipable, which is what makes me like the idea of this kind of rogue light is to be able to equip these different abilities that enhance the gameplay. You being able to teleport four tiles forward or shoot fire in, in several directions because you get familiars, different creatures that you gain their abilities, and that's kind of a neat additional equipment slot that you can add in and have variations on your play, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that's interesting to me, the whole familiar conceit of the gameplay too but i i guess like the one thing i would hope might change between now and when it releases is i found the dialogue very uh gamey for mm-hmm. a, a lack of a better words so, like the, the dialogue in these kind of indie 
games. I, I expect a little more anymore based on how some of the better ones sort of worked in the presentation and integrating story elements into like how you thrust people forward through the game. And this game, the dialogue between Ellie and the crown is very like to do this in the game, do this. <laughs> now now it's time to do because I said so. Things like that. You're yeah, very <laughs> front-facing. Yeah, right. And, and I, I, I'm at a point here where I really appreciate a layer of uh, story justification in some of this. So, so it really kind, of, kind of... It removes you from the overall feeling of a game then? It's kind yeah, of breaking that yeah. wall where you don't feel like you're getting transported into this world with a crazy talking crown? For, for instance, I played Celeste... Celeste, the game that it very much acts like almost like a, uh, a super meat boy. Mm-hmm. But I it was invested in those characters. I wanted to know what happened. I was upset when bad things happened to them. I was excited when good things started happening to them. It kept me there without making me feel like, okay, I'm playing, this, I'm playing uh, super meat boy. I'm just going to the next level, just going as quickly as possible. Have you played the new stuff for Celeste? Not, not to change topic, but have you, have you tried the DLC? Nope, that's uh, it's downloaded, ready to go. I just haven't had the opportunity yet. Oh, okay. Have you beaten all of the Part 8 stuff in there? Yes, yes, I did. That's why I was kind of actually surprised. I said, this is a real ending, but I thought that game ended, and it ended fine. Like, it had a fine ending. Yeah, because I guess there's more stuff, and some people have gotten stuck because they didn't know that there was more after the regular story that you have to beat again to get into this DLC, but... Huh. Mm. No, yeah, no, I finished it, so... I got it. I liked. I liked what I saw. And and in this game, it's cool. It actually it looks the the way the art is drawn. It's very smooth. It reminds me of like a Saturday morning cartoon. It's like a very like a little silly but cutesy character and this crown that's very out there looking and a little over stylized. And the art goes well with the way the game plays. By the end, by uh, the end of the first dungeon, you are. At the end of the first dungeon, you're at the you're at the hub world, and that's where you buy your upgrades and things that'll make your next run more successful, or things you might see in the next run. Hmm. Yeah, and so, that's that's another thing where like, and this is more a me thing than the game thing, but I'm think I'm hitting the threshold where I'm getting a little tired of the road like, uh, <laughs> to, to see lights, having to, lights. Fight me, Alec. Uh, <laughs> but but the the road light elements of having like a hub world where you're doing runs and then progressing incrementally, uh, it, it has to be a really satisfying one for me to really feel like it's worth it there. And I, I'm at a threshold where I feel like a lot of these games will choose that as a way to inflate the length of a game rather than have these well-designed, predetermined levels. Mm-hmm. So that'd be my concern too. Although for what we played, it's not evident that that's the case for this. Hmm. Yeah, the dungeons, the dungeons did feel unique. I understand though that feeling of having something be procedurally generated as a form of laziness, <laughs> or, <Yeah. laughs> or or a lack of creativity. How about that one? That's better, right? Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> It does remind me of Enter the Gungeon. Uh, I, it's definitely not as hard as Enter the Gungeon because Enter the Gungeon, Enter the, Enter the Gungeon just punished me in the face. So I, I like what I saw from this. I think I'll follow up on this, see where it goes, see how it comes out on a release. What about you, Joel? You think you're gonna keep up with this one? I'll keep an eye on it. I'm not. I'm not committed to it yet. There's. There's just too much on my plate right now. Oh, uh, Getty, oh no, Getty, Did you take a look at this? Uh, I took a look at the show notes and realized <laughs> that you guys were playing this. The the artwork looks a little like Chris Tales. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. That's what that's why I was saying. It kind of looks like a Saturday morning cartoon. Well, for that that was a little bit more anime esque than Saturday morning for me. I don't know. When I think Saturday morning, I think of that super pixelated uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from back in the day. They weren't pixelated. It was smooth and round. No, they were poorly drawn. <laughs> You're well, poorly drawn. I know. <laughs> We've gone over this. I'm getting this out of here. Well, we get loosey-goosey this week. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll honk about some news. Duck! He said honk. Quack. Damn it. It's a goose, not a duck. Honk. (laughs) And we're back. Back with some news. Not all the news, just the stuff that reaches our bat signal. See, that's, that's a good transition. That was pretty that's good. A, that's, that's a good one. Okay, first thing, state of play. State of play for the PlayStation 4. What, well, let's just play Sony PlayStation in general, because there was some VR stuff in there. Uh, happened this week, looked really close to a Nintendo Direct. Mm. More like PlayStation Bore. Sorry, did you miss the after party uh, 
game? Uh, well, that is a good game that's coming everywhere. Like I think Xbox had that in one of their thing, one of their presentations as well. I d- and that's one I'm not familiar with. What is After Party? Well, if oh man, you have to ask. Then you obviously didn't watch. <laughs> well, clearly I wasn't invited to the After Party. Ah, okay. Uh, for those of you that missed After Party, it's about two college students that die after college, and they go to hell, and they have to drink their way out of hell by facing off against. Uh, like the lieutenants of Satan, and then finally do a drink-off against Satan at the end of the game. Hmm. Oh, wait, Alex, you showed me a trailer for that earlier this week, didn't you? Yes, yeah, I did. Okay, all right, yeah, I know what that is then. That one looked like a lot of fun, at least for me. That looked interesting. I'm very interested in that. I think think Wadham was more up my alley with (sighs) what they showed. The the Katamari guy? Yeah. Yeah, that guy always gets weird. Yeah, what's that all about? I've, I've seen people talk about it, but I haven't really gone into depth on it i don't think anybody knows what it's about because his games are kind of impenetrable i mean like katamari made at least some sort of sense as a game nobi nobi boy that game was also it's a weird just an experience right doesn't he do like yeah a, doesn't he doesn't he make like uh what, what do you call it uh like uh strand games no i was trying to think of like uh <laughs> what, what do you call it like uh you know like the recess where the kids play on it I don't know why I can't think about it right now. Like like swing sets and stuff like that. I thought he was making that type of thing. Mm, I I never heard of that. No, that's interesting. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Hmm. Uh, with the state of play, The Last of Us release date of February 2020, which means that we still have time to make a video game homework. And that's that's I'm looking at you, Joel. Uh, looking at you. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll go to Final Fantasy VIII after I get done with the nine someday. Oh, come on. That's not going to happen. <laughs> what, me didn't done with nine? <laughs> yeah. I'm calling you out right now. Finish I, I it. Man, I, I want disc three by now. Video like, game calling you out all homework. Week, man. Video game homework. Yeah. Last of Us. Yeah. Don't and then, then don't even mention Steve with Detroit. Steve will say, you guys got to play Detroit. Well, like, well right you now. just did. <laughs> oh, now you got to cut that all out. <laughs> Last of Us 2, no multiplayer, which is surprising. It was very a very, very popular multiplayer. But, I, yeah, that's the thing. I'm fine with just single player in this case. And we finally got to see Joel, not not our co-host. Uh, yeah. The, the no. one I care yeah. about. I, I'm, <laughs> thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm always a little bit taken aback when I hear my name in anything anymore. Like, I, I, I saw the name Joel trending online, and I was like... That was weird. Who's Joel? And it's like either on Twitter, it's either Joel Osteen for being a dick or, uh, <laughs> or, and, or this time it was Joel from The Last of Us. And I was like, oh yeah, that was his name, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Back to the Nobi Nobi guy. On, uh, on Wikipedia, he said that he wanted to design a playground for children. And I think he actually made something in 2009. Oh. Hmm. 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 That guy went in some weird directions. Yeah. So, so he, yeah. So I was on the right track. I just couldn't remember playground because I haven't thought about that in years. I, I hope they did not include the Tain of All Cosmos in that design. <laughs> yeah. He just flies why through and not? destroys all of it. <laughs> and, and then you have to put it back together. Well, I was thinking more of the provocative outfits, but... Uh... <laughs> There's nothing wrong with his outfits. He's the king of all cosmos, Joel. What do you think he should wear? <laughs> well, you got something <laughs> so, against purple? I think it looks good. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking something a little less Freddie Mercury in the uh, the pants department. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean. So now, now <laughs> you got a problem with Freddie Mercury? <laughs> really? Jesus. I'm moving us on for Joel's this more offensive stuff. I want to break free. <laughs> Arkham Origins team hinting at a new Batman game, possibly about the Court of Owls. And there's also some historical hints of a nemesis system. Somebody had gone to that company just as like doing interviews and rounds of whatever was going on with them, what they were developing. And there was someone had talked about them developing the nemesis system into something Batman related. And we have not heard from that in years so now that they're hinting something, I think that's a good now, hint at what might be coming. You say Nemesis System, you're calling back to Resident Evil? No, yeah, that's what I was thinking I'm calling too. back. Yeah. <laughs> no. We're calling back to the like uh, the Lord of the Rings game. Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. 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 Oh, so okay. they, had a, they had a whole system where I think it was basically you would fight off grunts and then certain certain enemies would be like captains. And there was like a line of succession to where if you killed that captain, mm-hmm. it would bring up the next lower level of captains up. Or if that captain beat you, it would level up and then like have a rivalry with you, right? Yeah. Okay. And it was, it, hmm. it was dynamic where they would just kind of appear on the map randomly. And sometimes if you had beaten them, they would come back a lower rank, but you could tell they were like, 
black and blue still, and they would want to get revenge, so they would like chase you down. There was a lot, it was very dynamic. So like if you since if you this was right guy. based off of them doing the bat symbol for uh, or the bat signal for Batman Day. I actually think that a nemesis system from Resident Evil would kind of make sense, at least if they're introducing the Court of Owls. I'm going to get even nerdier here and say that Talon could be that villain that chases you around the map and you can't really kill him because oh, he's... Oh, yeah, because he's immortal? Yeah, he's already dead, really. Yeah. So it would just be him constantly, you beat the crap out of him, then you walk away and like half an hour later he just like appears? I don't even think you'd be able to beat him up until you figured out... You'd, you'd batman your way out of it, right? You set him on fire. He's dead. He set him on fire nah he'd jump in a lake uh, i mean you, you got me there yeah gotham's uh an island right <laughs> that's true okay google play pass in an attempt to fight apple arcade 5.99 a month and you get games like kotor knights of the old republic limbo and stardew valley those games are already kind of available on other phones and i don't know if you want to play those games on phones but that's kind of where they're going as they're trying to do the next apple arcade and uh, funny enough, we had talked about how some of those games exclusive, quote unquote, to Apple Arcade and how that was kind of a loose term. What that meant was they're not going to Android. Mm. Okay. How many so, subscriptions do you guys have for gaming? One. 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 Two. Three. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Three. Getty, you have two at least because you have GameStop. Uh, GameStop. No, no, we're talking about, like, PlayStation Plus, uh, Nintendo... I count as a gaming-related subscription. I have three. I have Nintendo, PlayStation Plus, and Game Pass for PC. That, but that pays... Mine pays for itself. Uh, get out of here. Soon, and soon I'll also have Stadia. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got the three you have, Alex. Uh, and, I mean, the only reason I have Game Pass is because you were able to daisy-chain a bunch of deals into like six months for five dollars for it so like I, i'm not sure that i'd be all in on that yet if it was full price and i kind of feel the same way about this google place past stuff or apple arcade like i'm not sure that i i need another subscription right now i'm interested though in apple play just because those games look really good are, are they doing a free month like apple is is google doing that because i was interested to try out a month of apple i really hate playing games on my phone but you know you could get to play some free stuff i guess you know? Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I don't know. I'm looking right now and to see if they have that kind of thing. But it is interesting that they've gone this way into like like the PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo, Sega Genesis rivalry with Android versus uh, like you know iOS. It's pretty funny. Soon they'll make a movie about it. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, it says planning on offering the first year at one ninety nine a month, but it doesn't look like you get a free month. Well, that's still not a bad deal. No, again, if you're playing games on your phone with an Android phone, it's a way to go. So, that was quite a bit of news. Now, okay, I just want to read this out loud. We, we kind of pre-prep our transitions to peek behind the curtain. Uh, Joel had written, <laughs> maybe fourth time is the charm and they'll finally make a good Batman game. What? But for now, let's take a break. <laughs> we come back, the backlog blog. Now, Joel, you want to take, wait, Joel, can, you want to take a Can I take there? a shot first? So, I, yeah, so I, I'm going to preface fifth? this with... You mean fifth, right? <laughs> I'm going to preface this with saying that Arkham Asylum is a good game, and I forgot about that. That's that's my amendment to that statement. Do you want to take a seat over there? We got to talk. <laughs> just, just get it over with. Come on. Okay. Intervention? All of the Batman games have their own merit. The fir- Arkham City is by far one of the best, if not the best, Batman game. If only for its sprawling world, quick flight movement, traversal, combat system, and overarching story. With amazing side paths and branches, as well as hidden Easter eggs in every nook and cranny for you real Batman fans. Joel, you're real close to me making it homework. Don't make me make it homework. <laughs> I just want to say, this sounds like a parent talking about all their shitty kids and trying to defend each one of them. <laughs> and being like, I love them all equally. The fight in <laughs> Arkham Origins, Arkham Origins had by far one of the best boss battles out of the entire series. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm saying. I completely, and I, now they're making another game. I completely forgot that that was one of them. I was only thinking three, but yeah, Origins. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's why Joel's uh, diss doesn't work here, because there's going to be a fifth one now. Oh, yeah. Joel. Deathstroke. What, what? That Deathstroke battle, bo- that boss battle. Oh, come on. Sonic? <laughs> All right. Now we're cutting this and we're going to break. <laughs> 
What? <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody get bored and start playing Sonic the Hedgehog? What's happening? Yes. Nah, yes. he's yes. behaving like a child, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to eat dinner. I'm going to play on my Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> and we're breaking. back back with the backlog blog where we play games that have caused us increasing guilt towards our ever-expanding debt maybe that's just me this week i want to talk about something i've been setting up and i want to say it's been like four four months four solid months of me playing dark siders 2 four really maybe longer maybe five it's mm. and that's the no it's been it's been over six months yes. and that's the original one right not the definitive edition or is it? Uh, it's, the def- it's the definitive edition. Oh, okay. Yeah. Darksiders two. I played on PS4. This is a continuation on the series, just like uh, the Zeldas, the 3D Zeldas, where you go into these dungeons and you have quests. And in the first game, you were the Horsemen of the Apocalypse War, mm-hmm. and the po- the Horsemen were called preemptively and incurred the end of the world. Now, War, they're blaming War. It, it was his fault, as this the story goes. But in that game, you kind of found who was really behind it. But you didn't solve the issue. And in this one, on the other side, in the mystic realm, while war was on planet Earth, in the more mystic realm, death was over there trying to save his his butt and trying to get him out of trouble by trying to figure out where a plague was coming from and also trying to figure out who was behind war being called. And how to and actually how to undo what war was being blamed for. That's a long story just to say, this game's pretty good. It's it's very it was, you know, 360 PS3 days, and I'm playing the remaster, but you could tell this is, like, not built for the new age, if only because certain menus you really have to, you only have to hit the D-pad, you're not allowed the sticks, and also some of the, like, the, the touchpad doesn't work like it should, because it's not, it's, it didn't exist before. Mm. Uh, so, a little archaic. Archaic. But, Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Renaissance yeah. period? Mm-hmm. You had to f- actually get up out of your couch and fight them off with sword and shield? Yeah, yeah, well, he had two sides that were really cool. He had double size on each hand. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, I really like this game, so continue. Now, uh, qu- uh, question real quick. You you, yeah. you use the phrase, this is like Zelda, pretty often with a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> In some ways, I don't always agree with. I, I haven't played two, but I have played at least some of one, and I didn't see the Zelda comparisons, but I feel like there's a lot of affinity with stuff like the older God of War games. Oh no 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 no! I'd say it's a little bit of both. From what I played, yeah. I played all through the first one, and I played about halfway through the second one on P- mm-hmm. on PS3. But uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of dungeons in there, and like you want, you know, you get an item that helps you like get to the end, and you use that on the boss. I think that's what he's referring to as it being like Zelda, or at least that's what yeah. I noticed in it. Yeah, and then you and, and you actually get a, a bit, like there's dungeon maps you unlock. You have to get keys to the final boss. You have a big kind of sprawling open world. You have a horse. Yeah, that you travel the world with and go to different areas and different dungeons on the horse and a lot of back and forth where you can there's a hidden area but you can't get to it until you get the special item like the boomerang which mm-hmm. in the first game there was a boomerang and in both games there's a hook shot yeah oh, okay fair enough then yeah uh, then this game is more zelda in some ways than the more recent ones <laughs> yeah and that's that's what's interesting is that they spin it in different ways hell in the first game and in uh, the second game by the end your new your i think one of your last abilities is a portal gun <laughs> So okay. you have to go through these dungeons and figure out these portal puzzles and find a way to get out of and fight the boss on that one. Hmm. Yeah. And the game is, is beautiful world, fantastic art. It's one of my favorite comic book artists, Joe Mad or Joe Madriera, who also did work on X-Men and Spider-Man. A lot of favorite comics that I have. That's kind of what kept me going. And this is kind of where everything kind of goes downhill for me. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Okay. These are video at these are video game ass video games. You go to oh wait, it says you got to go find the king of the dead. Cool. I go and they go, "Well, first you got to fight his champion." I'm like, "Great." They go, "Okay, first you got to get these three keys and then once you unlock it, you could fight his champion." Cool. I go find the three keys in three separate dungeons, put them together, I fight his champion. I go to the, uh, the guy and he goes, "Great. The king of the dead will help you. But first, you got to get these three guys for me." But they're in three separate dungeons. Two of the guys tell me, "Well, before you go to the before I help you to get the king of the dead, you got to do two things for me." I, I think that's when I where I gave up on that one because <laughs> I, I do remember that and I was like, wait, what? Okay, 
That's that's kind of and I think that was my problem with with one is that it just the you could see how the sausage is made like right away from the jump. You're just like, okay, oh hey, I just started the game. He goes, great, cool. You got to go on a mystic quest, but first, let me give you these things, and then you got to go talk to these three people because they're gonna have some quests for you. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, uh, like and at one point Joel asked if like, do you like this game? Yeah. And, I do, but what kills me for, is, is just everything having three to five to seven extra steps to progress, and I think the game honestly could have been cut in half. I think the person who wrote this was trying to do it kind of like their own epic story, where nothing is ever clear-cut like that. You always have to make your way through and find the different things that will allow the others to help you. Maybe like they were writing a Dungeons & Dragons campaign. They thought, okay, you want this person to help you? Go get this guy this guy, and then bring everything back and it all fits together in a nice box. You know, I could see that. And again, if it, I don't mind gamifying. I, I can play video games. It's just if it was cut in half, because I think the my end total was about 22 hours. That's it? Yeah, well, I, I, I was so tired of it being gamified, I didn't do any of the extra stuff, all the side missions and extra content. You didn't do any of the extra bosses? No. And, oh, I, and, I, and I did all the extra I know bosses. the game shines there. I know the game shines. The boss battles, the combat system, you get different gear, different secondary weapons, different... Spe- there's two There's two skill trees, and the skill trees differ in a way that you can just be a combat beast, or my the way skill tree I chose, I was summoning zombies three at a time that would explode at people while I was summoning crows that were freezing people, and it was just me constantly summon, summoning minions, and then I was kind of in the back shooting at them with a gun. So you really do get a lot of variation there. There's a lot of ways to play the game that give you different different ways, just different twists on the game itself. And when I leveled up, it felt like a chore just because it was just such a slog to get enough experience to level up. So if you had cut the game in half, given some of those people, like, hey, go talk to this guy. The guy goes, let me tell you an epic tale. Gives you like a cutscene, boom, okay, on your way. That, and then just give me like quicker leveling up systems. Oh man, I am all about it. Even throw in those extra bosses. I would have taken extra bosses over another three dungeons. Are, are you planning on playing three or have you already played three? I'm dedicated to that story, man. I like that's that's why I came came for the art. I came for the story. Kind of wish the audio had some kick and guitar instead of the very Lord of the Rings esque style of music. But no, I'm, I'm here for that story. I mean, because it's interesting. Those characters are cool. Those characters speak to me. And that artwork is, again, I can't say enough about it. So You, you would think with the way it looks that they would have leaned on the heavy metal aesthetic and gone with some uh, guitar riffs and heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. I want to feel like a, I want to feel like a badass, but it's all like tribal drums, and then it's very mystical pan flute and like serene music or mysterious. It, again, very Lord of the Rings, which is good. It's great quality. But if you leaned into it a little bit more, give it a little bit of you know edge... That would have been cool with it, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They definitely took a slightly different direction from the first game, but ultimately, I did enjoy this one, too. I'm sorry that it felt so long for you, Alex. (laughs) Maybe because I played it a long time. Well, that's that's not a long time. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I I, again, I give this game a C plus. If it was cut in half, it'd be a B plus. The third one's on PlayStation Plus, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And that has already been downloaded. To my PS4, and there's they're working on a fourth one, right? Like they like it's obviously selling enough, and they keep re-releasing them. I feel like this is, it's, I mean, this is like the third one. Well, I mean, yeah, for me, like of all the systems I had, there was PS3, and then there was Wii U, and now it's on Switch too, and I guess PS4 right. as well. So I feel like they keep re-releasing the old ones, and you know they must be selling if they're continuing to making making a fourth one as well. Also, I think because it, the gaps in releasing them and then re-releasing them, I I damn near bought this game. And the first game like three times on, three, on <laughs> different places. Yeah, why not? I mean, if you like, if you like playing through them again, you know, play it on the go. I, I've only played through them once, each one of them. <laughs> uh, no, okay. So uh, they are making a, th- a fourth one, but it is not. It's a. It's like a Diablo esque top down shooter, and it's uh, and it's co op. So it, they're saying it's not a, a fully numbered uh, one in the franchise. Oh, okay. But uh, I, it, being part of that, uh, the fan base, I've read the comics of this series. I know what that fourth horseman's about. I'm, I'm excited to when I finally do get to play. If, if they get there, mm. a super yeah, fan getting into the comics too. I didn't even know they had mm-hmm. them. Yeah, it's, I don't, it's not many. I think it was like five issues, maybe. Mm. I'll have to look again. Joel, uh huh. Would you please <laughs> bear with me? Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> you had played a game a uh, what a couple months ago called Bear With Me: The Lost Robots, and yeah, 
I, I was part of that because I kind of encouraged this one. And then I was ultimately jealous until they released the demo on Switch. So you can actually play the first uh, like hour on mm-hmm. Switch. Mm-hmm. And so I was real excited to get in there. Tell me about, bear with me, The Lost Robots. So I, I got a, uh, a code for that. Yeah, it was about a month back. And I'm... I walked into this with a little bit of trepidation because I'm going to say that as I played more of these, I've come to find that point-and-click adventure games just are not my wheelhouse. And it's a, it's a mixture of not necessarily having the patience to go over every background item with a fine-tooth comb to figure out the chain of events you need to interact each piece with each other in order to get to the different sequence of events that allows you to move on to the next section or to uncover some clue. Uh, that's why when it comes to adventure games, I am more of a fan of the the more modern day telltale type stuff than I am the older like Day of the Tentacles type stuff, <laughs> uh, even though I know there's a big following for those two. But uh, Bear With Me, The Lost Robots is sort of a, a noir story set in this world where it, it is a boy and then his sister's teddy bear who is an autonomous talking grizzled detective uh trying to figure out a mystery who's and a drinker as as all good noir detectives, detectives are, are. Yeah. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> see you guys glossed over grizzled detective and i'm disappointed in you for that i didn't oh you know what? that's good <laughs> i i also wanted to point out isn't this game in black and white it sure is yeah, yeah there you go is. yeah yeah, so it, it it feeds into the aesthetic really well from the noir vibe. Uh, now, hold, uh, let me interject yeah. here real quick. Two things. Uh-huh. That bear is actively frustrated with that kid at all, at any given time. <laughs> he sure is. And that kid <laughs> does not give a fuck about anything, mm-hmm. about anything happening in the world. No, no, actually, like, one of my biggest grievances when I was reviewing this game was that those two characters, especially, are more monotone than I am. And, and, like, that's that's a low bar to cross when it comes mm-hmm. to, like, emoting yourself. And, and even, like, I, I get it. The the detective is this downtrodden, angry, disgruntled thing. And he's supposed to be sort of like the, the dead-eyed character. But even, like, I expect a little bit of emotion if things are happening around him, even if it's just, like, a frustration. And, and it's more like a, a calm resignation and morose attitude. But, like, the kid is this like morticia adams too like no emotion no response to anything just like a a quiet observer of everything and it it doesn't make sense and they don't play off each other well because of that yeah i thought you were gonna play it as the bear the whole time like i I played the demo earlier and i was just kind of like why yeah why does he need to be there the the, the kid seems kind of generic in design versus the uh, noir bear and all that so i don't know yeah yeah, I, I just kept saying, like, okay, the, why is the, is it because the, the bear's in charge? And that's, like, his his boy slave? Like, hey, go pick that up and <laughs> go move that over here. Yeah. Uh, mm. I mean, I'd but, say. No, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it just seemed, seemed, like, super, mis- like, weird to me that that's a, that's a, that's a strange dynamic. Mm. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd say he's imaginary, but there's a part where he gets shot and he bleeds, so he's obviously not imaginary. <laughs> yeah. And, and that was a missed opportunity for him to not bleed fluff. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that would have been good. Uh, but yeah, it's it's something that I enjoyed my visit in it for the most part, and I, like the the puzzle solving isn't too obtuse. There were a few spots I had to rely on a little bit of help to dip past, as it wasn't quite clear. The writing's inconsistent, and, and most of it's kind of like a going for the bad pun kind of thing. So like early on, you're stuck in this room at like a theater and i was clicking around trying to figure out what's happening there's a tape there's a three-legged table there and you interact with it and the bear makes this pun of like oh this table has three legs it's differently tabled (laughs) can you explain that to me uh Uh, no differently abled Uh, oh okay yeah yeah so i i i'm a fan of bad humor I audibly groaned at that when I read it. <laughs> just, just like that's bad. Also, that's real bad. I, I didn't even get there. Also, you don't even need the three three legged table. Like it doesn't do anything. No. Like you know, no. like it's just there for that dumb joke. Like it's not like you can use it and take apart the legs or anything like that. It's just yeah, it's just there for that joke. It's like right, okay. right. Which I I think I think a lot of these games do have like sections of the background where it's just about flavor text and stuff. But it's just like you gotta land the humor then if you're gonna <laughs> be be setting up things for that. And, and it also acts as a weird kind of uh, deflection for like 
trying to figure out the doll because you'll end up picking up stuff off the background and you'll be like, now what the hell do I do with this? And then you'll go back to the things that you just had comment about, thinking if it's going to change something and then it doesn't and... I don't know. It's I found more as I play these that I just I don't think this genre is for me overall. And, and I also I wish these games, if they're gonna be on the Switch or something with a touchscreen control, would find a better way to manage point click adventures rather than using the joystick as a mouse cursor. Mm. So mm. like that that if there's anything I wish they would change about this kind of control, it'd be like let me actively like click directly on the thing, highlight the interactable items, or give me an option to do that, so I don't have to like scroll a mouse back and forth and find this stuff. I, I guess what I'm saying is that I want them to remove all the gameplay parts of this and just let <laughs> me move through the story. Yeah, yeah. you need a visual novel. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. find you a YouTube link. <laughs> Joel, yeah. I can hook you up with some nice H game. Uh, Visual no. novels. No. No, that's what you're asking for though. No, that's absolutely not what I'm asking uh, for. I'm not sure not until not until Steam allows transfers from Morona. That's <laughs> yeah. He wasn't good and used. <laughs> but uh no, it's I think I think we sort of covered everything to say about this one. It's you know, there were interesting characters as you get farther along. I'm not sure how far the demo went, but still, the fact that you're following these two characters that are both very explicitly dead inside doesn't really <laughs> help uh, create a, a lasting interest in it, though. Okay, that was Bear With Me. I kind of was hoping a little bit more. I am so bit. sorry, Joel. <laughs> uh, Getty, you wanted to do a quick check-in. Hit me. Oh, yeah, I played some more of The Surge. I finally cleared the second level final boss took me a couple of tries about three and i moved on to the third area and that's that's where i kind of had to cut off because you know with these very uh dark souls s games the longer mm-hmm. that you're at it you're like oh i'm getting good and then something happens and you're <laughs> like nope nope it's not the case everything sucks well it doesn't <laughs> suck but yeah you usually hit that part where you're like okay I finally got to a part that I haven't explored yet. Which way should I go? And that's usually where where you get stuck. But fun fact, I did realize that there's side quests in this game. Cool. Yeah, so in the second area, right before I was about to leave, a really strung out guy, he was asking me to find his meds. No Air quotes medicine. Yeah, no damn idea where his meds are, but I'm I'm gonna find him. I'm sure I'm gonna find him. Was mm. was this a game where uh you pick up body parts off the enemies and oh, augment yeah. yourself with them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as you move on to the different areas, you can still kill more of the adversaries and pluck the the cold dead machinery from their bodies. That sounds super cool. It's just I'm awful at Souls games, so I, I think I'm gonna avoid this one. Well, it's still kind of fun. It's just uh, making sure that you got the the rhythm and the mechanic of it. That's why I mean I was super happy that the boss didn't take me as many tries. Just because I figured out his pattern on the first try, and then the next two, it was kind of like dodge and roll and get out of the way and find my openings. Honestly, honestly, Joel, I think this one is one of the better ones, if only because the combat's a little bit more formulaic. There isn't a whole lot of room for... The, the improv is in your weapon style, is your weapons, mm-hmm. but the actual dodge and attack, dodge and attack is pretty stock and standard so Mm. there's a lot less for you to have to worry about and be nervous about because it's like oh i don't quite know once you play for like half an hour you're kind of in well we got it for free a while back so i Mm. i should probably just check it out i mean i I played dark souls i played neo neo was that was driving me crazy for the longest time (laughs) and i'm probably not gonna play the second one surge two not right away at least but i'm definitely thinking about uh Oh, what was the one that just came out? Code Guys. Oh yeah, They're, that's getting good views. Yeah, it, that one's supposed to be extra chill too. Trey, did you ever play any of the the surge? Did you play the surge at all? I actually I have not heard of the surge. What is what is that on? That's on PS4 and PC. the 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 crux of the game is it's Dark Souls, but you are in a cyberpunk world where you kill uh, me- mechanized zombies, so like robot zombies or like people in mech suits that are robots mm. and, or zombies. And you can focus on body parts and take them off and put their armor on yourself. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I've not ever been really good at the Dark Souls stuff. So hearing that, I was kind of like, uh, I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it's for me. 
<laughs> yeah, that was my thought. <laughs> I don't I don't have I don't have the time to, you know, to play to play through the levels multiple times and memorize attack patterns and stuff like that. I just yeah, I, I guess it just maybe it was just over my head, but I just didn't really I played Demon Souls for a little bit, but mm-hmm. it just I just didn't get it. I felt like it was just no. just a badly controlled game. I know it's I know everything there are is commi- great, it's but, a commitment. Yeah. It's definitely like a commitment to learn those yeah. games. Yeah, so it'll probably kick my ass. So probably not. <laughs> it's fun though. I it, like I said, it's probably one of the more laid back versions of a Dark Souls game. I agree. From there, we're going to move on to our next segment, Guest Spot, where we invite our fellow content creators into our podcast and let them tell us about what they do and how they fit into this wonderful world of video games. Hey, that's me, right? Yeah. <laughs> that is you. I'm the guest. This week, we have Trey Johnson from Nintendo Main, a fellow podcast like our own that focuses on the world of Nintendo. That's right. Trey, do you want to give us a little introduction to your podcast? Uh, yeah, we, d- we do a weekly show. Uh, it posts every Friday. Uh, me and a couple of my best friends that I've known for years, both big Nintendo fans, we talk about our purchases and the games that we've been playing. Uh, we have we have guests from people around around Chicago and from various different places come on and talk about different things that they do that's Nintendo related as well. And uh, we've done uh, like we've gone to like video game conventions. Like uh, it's on our Patreon, but we have uh, interviews with like the guy who played uh, Johnny Cage originally in Mortal Kombat and like uh, Tim Kitzrow from NBA Jam and people like that. Oh, no, midway people. Yeah. I've, well, I've I mean, yeah, they're the, around the, the Chicago area, Cage. so yeah, he go yeah. he goes to a lot of those stuff. But yeah, no, he did a he did a lot of the um, choreographing for the for the moves too, like in, in the game. So it's, he's a cool guy to talk to. Yeah, I, I met him at a him and Kung Lao at a meet and greet at Galloping Ghost, this local uh, oh, nice. local Chicago arcade. Yeah, we talked to him too. We talked to Doc Mac from Galloping Ghost in one of our episodes as well. I think that was our last Midwest Gaming Classic episode. We did we did an interview with That's him. That's cool. So. Yeah, we try to do interviews with various people. Like, I've talked to a guy who owns a toy shop, like, in Chicago. Like, he was on to talk about, like, you know, we can make it video game related, like, Street Fighter toys and stuff like that. But, yeah, we try to have people on, and we mostly talk about the news, but we also talk about, like, our own, you know, games that we that we play. That's most of the show is, is us is us talking about what we've been playing lately. And Joel was on uh, was on our last episode, so make sure, yeah, make sure you check that out. Yeah, And I think, uh, I don't know, when, when are you guys posting this episode? We usually Sundays. post on Sundays. Oh, okay. So when this is up, our 190th episode will be up where we're talking about Untitled Goose Game as well, along with uh, Link's Awakening and Mario Kart Tour. So that's our newest episode. Very cool. Being local from Chicago, there are a lot of good touchstones for video games. I know Galloping Ghost itself is, is, is one of the bigger ones for a lot of people in the, in the area. I My big thing about Galloping Ghost is that, did you know that's one of the very few in the world that has Primal Rage 2? <laughs> yeah, I did know that. <laughs> yeah. That cabinet, that, that game is unfinished. Not It's not really completed. Among among other things. They also have, a, what was it, at Midwest Gaming Classic, they had that Predator pinball machine that was also like one that was not finished. It was really cool. Wow. They also have like the F-Zero arcade game, which is awesome. Like that's probably one of my favorite things. The F-Zero, F-Zero AX, where you like sit in it and it like moves and you're like in the, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. My, my local barcade has that one and it's like, it, it's strange because I'm Deddy and Alex are from Chicago and I'm actually uh, on the border of Illinois and Iowa. So like we're a little community that's like a suburb of nowhere. So it was kind of surprised we did something that unique. <laughs> In our area, you guys—I don't know how much of a drive it is, but you guys should definitely come up to Midwest Gaming Classic if you can. That's probably—it's like the second week in April every year, but it's really cool. It's a cool place, and and there's always a presence there from Galloping Ghost and other people around. I know like Retronauts does stuff there as well, among among other people. So, oh really? Well, what is uh, Midwest Gaming Classic? Uh, it's it's just a three day uh, video game convention with a whole lot of you, you know you can buy used games there. They have tournaments like lots of pinball games, lots of arcade games. There's panels where people talk about various things, and yeah, that's basically what it is. They last year they had um, Ernie Hudson was there from Ghostbusters, <laughs> and uh, Eric Bischoff as well did a did a panel. So that's kind of that's the awesome. where they've actually started to break a little bit more into like the Hollywood side of it. But yeah, it seems to be getting bigger every year, and yeah, it's just a big like a uh, it's like in the Milwaukee Convention Center, and it's just a big area with a whole lot of video games and various different rooms focusing on different things, stuff like that. It's it's really cool if you're into old games. Get Getty, yeah. Get Getty homework. <laughs> it's going in the dock. Okay. It's going in the event dock. 
Oh, I got to do stuff now. <laughs> Getty is our event coordinator. We're trying to find events for us to go to and he, try he to... He missed the word terrible event oh. coordinator. You guys, you guys should go. It's really fun. I've, I've been, like, we've gone, I think it'll be like my f- sixth year this year, something like mm. that. But yeah, it's it's great. It's a good time. Man, I'm interested now. I'm, I'm very interested in that. So your podcast, you, you how many episodes are you at? 190. <laughs> we've been wow. doing it for three years, yeah. That's impressive, man. That's a, that's a very that's a very impressive thing. How did you and your podcast host meet? Oh, I mean, we, like I said, we've been friends for years. Like, uh, like it started off Jeremy and I. I mean, we've been best friends since we were like nineteen. So, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like it was one of those things where I just we always our our relationship was always like based around Nintendo games and stuff like that. And uh, and once I figured out what podcasts were, like since I was already an audio recorder, like professionally, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. podcasts are cool. I should do that. Origi- well, originally, I was I was like uh, originally I was thinking I was like, man, I should be on somebody's podcast. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm like I'm like I got the equipment. I don't need I don't need them. I can make my own podcast. <laughs> so so that's kind of how where my thought process went with it. Then yeah, it's just been us just trying to learn the ropes, you know, and we just kept doing it. I mean, it took us a while before we like figured out when exactly like what we were gonna, what week we're going to do it. Like it took a while before we made it weekly, but now it's just become a thing where, you know, where we can just hang out with our friends every week. It's kind of how it is and just talk about different stuff. And we do streaming stuff on on Twitch and you know, we 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 do like sort of meetups at like events and stuff like that. So it's just been kind of just like, hey, we get, to, you know, and we we all live in different areas, so we get to talk to each other every week and and it's yeah, it's it's been cool. Like I said, it's just kind That's- of trying to figure it out and just let everybody know about our love of video games and all that stuff. That's kind of where we came about as well, is just trying to find time to hang out with your friends and have a minute just to talk and, you know, shoot the shit as you do. And it, it's a, it, this is a good excuse for that mm-hmm. and to stay connected at the same time. And you meet a lot of really cool people. Like, I've just I met a ton of people through Twitter, like, uh, yeah, from various other things that we've talked to from our shows. And it's weird. Now you have all these people that you know all across the world that you maybe have not met in person, but they feel like friends of yours because, you know, you talk online or you've had them on your show and stuff like that. Like you guys. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a we had a developer who what was where was he in Germany? He's in Germany. Yeah, Germany. Yeah, and we had we had to actually do an interview at midnight our time, <laughs> which that's that's late for old man like me. Oh, so. sure. And they, they, it was oh, and it was, was seven a.m. for him, so he was tired as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we have a one. We had a guest that we had on a couple times. Uh, he does a Nintendo. It's a N sixty four today.com like he does reviews of nintendo 64 games right now mm. and he's in england so we had like the same sort of thing where he had to balance like the the time schedule and all that where like we normally record fairly late but it was earlier for him so it wasn't wasn't that bad so no. so we can make it work that's awesome that's awesome i i definitely want to tune in some more i know i have myself subscribed on here so nice thank you i def oh anytime yeah. anytime fellow content cre- content creators and i just like you were saying trying to meet people i gotta figure out how to use twitter besides posting video game memes oh yeah i mean those are fun though i mean the the switch works so well for that like i love doing the 30 second stuff like i try to do that as often as i can and you know i think i might have to and, and it's and it's great when games have them like for some reason some of them don't and it's like come on guys and then uh, events. That's what I want to get. I want to start going to events. Yeah, I heard yeah, that you. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah no, I, I highly recommend Midwest Gaming Classic. I, I think it's the best event that I've been to. And I've been to a, a few a few video game events, but that's definitely the best one. Like, it's they deliver every year. So check it out. I also want to go to that fighting game tournament that's in, like, St. Charles. I think that's the other one I want to do. Oh, yeah. There's a Comic-Con style thing in my area in October. Nope. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. You're, you're breaking up. Oh, Combo Breaker. That's what I want to go to. I want to go to Combo Breaker. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah, it's in St. Charles. Nice. Well, Trey, thank you for being on our podcast and gracing us with your presence. Uh, thank you for having me. It's been a good It's been a good time. Uh, yeah, feel free to bring me back if you want me to talk about other stuff. If there's, if there's, if there's, if there's ever a Goose sequel, then you know, you know my number. Or you know my Twitter, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, we'll, we'll act, definitely hold you to that. Sure. But for now, we're going to one last thing. One last thing where we give one last statement, one last sentence, something to send us off in the weekend, and end the podcast. For me, it's Goose Game for Smash, you cowards! That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, just as a secondary note, because I usually have two one last things because I'm a jerk, my brother already bought a Fatal Fury hat. Oh! <laughs> to diss you? Yeah, but he, he didn't get the Fatal Cutie because he also found out that those are still like $120. Mm. Yeah. Joel? Uh, you guys need to spam my extra life link now that you've met your goals. I'm not doing any more work. No. <laughs> it's on you. It's your work only your to aunt do. Is, you're only your aunt. She left a nice message. You should send her a thank you card. Yeah, I'm going to get around to it. Okay, mom? 
<laughs> Getty, your one last thing. I I realized that I probably shouldn't buy Cat Quest 2 on account of still have to play Borderlands 3. Hmm. You should come back and play Borderlands 1 with us. Dude, I, we got into some shenanigans. I could play Borderlands 3 with Steve. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play some Borderlands 1 and ram our cars into each other again. Trey, what's your one last thing? I'm planning on dedicating the rest of my gaming life to Dragon Quest S Definitive Edition Echoes of an Elusive Age on Switch when it comes out in a couple hours. So that's, it's my, my gaming life is going to be doomed. That game will basically take over mm. everything is what I'm predicting. That, so that's my that's last That's a mouthful. Thing. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I was going to say, can we just say that, that that title is something else? I, I, I think I might have rearranged some of it, but I like saying the whole thing just because it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it definitely is. Yeah. So Trey, uh, question, you, you've played the Dradney series at large, haven't you? Uh, Dragon or Quest? No. Or, yeah, Dragon Quest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've... I have not completed all of them, but I played one through five, seven. I played half of eight and half of nine. So, so I'm, if nice. if I was trying to avoid playing more Final Fantasy and wanted to try a Dragon, <laughs> which one would I start with? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you can actually. So, so they're releasing Dragon Quest one, two, and three on the same day as eleven for Switch, which will be cheap. That's probably the best, the easiest way to do it. You can mm-hmm. try playing Dragon Quest three. That's probably that. That one's a huge favorite in Japan. That was actually, I believe, the first game to introduce classes on the. Mm. Uh, console rpg aspect but I, I say if you're gonna what i think is probably the best one to play i mean maybe five you can get it but you i think you can only get it on ds if you have a 3ds you could play it on there i think that story mm. is really good or if you have a you know if you ha- if you have like a rom you can get like the hack translated version whatever play it like that but i think it looks better on the ds but i think also a. Uh, there, there is like an eight-hour demo for dragon quest 11 that you can play on the switch which carries over and i think that's a pretty good way to jump into it if you want to yeah it's i still have a, i still have a voucher hmm. i might spend i might get a i might get hate mail from your from your fans but i think that dragon quest as a series is much better than the than final fantasy as a series that's that's my uh, statement right there i think they have i think they have more good games than final fantasy does Ooh, hear that alex i'm gonna play dragon quest before final fantasy 6 yeah i is that even i, I think we already mm. figured that you were gonna do that so i <laughs> No, no. Here's my here's my hot take on that one because that was a hot take, Trey. No, uh, he's a, not that wrong. That's a correct take. <laughs> You're not wrong. No, if you average the scores of what you would in your head mentally rate the Final Fantasies, you'd get probably a C. If you were to do the Dragon Quest, they'd probably be Bs. But I will also argue. That the highs of a Final Fantasy, they take the best Final Fantasy, yeah. your choice, and take the highest, I f- feel like will be better than a Dragon Quest high. Mm, that d- depends. Yeah. But I think the quality overall, over the whole series, is 100% better. Yeah. That's no question. It obviously, Square realized when they bought NX that that was one of the key games to get. It was mm-hmm. it was definitely IP that was out there that was delicious for them. So yeah, especially the, the creator, uh, the artist for Dragon Ball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Kira Tor- Toriyama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did uh, was on the very first one even on Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior. Yeah. yeah, you can very explicitly tell in the art for the games, <laughs> like just the box art for the, some of those games. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a huge draw for me in those games as well. Is I think the monsters look incredible. Like I just love his monster design. I actually bought uh, I bought the art book. I bought the Japanese one. But uh, and now there's American one out. But I bought like the hardcover art book that's just like all of the monsters and like all the different art from like various Dragon Quest games. And yeah, his art is incredible. I love it. And a lot of them are slimes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is that what they are? Slimes? I mean, maybe Not like all of them. maybe like four or five. But there's a lot of monsters in there. I mean, well, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I was being pejorative. No, uh, is but they're slimes, right? Or they have a name? Slimes. The slimes. Well, I mean, it's just slime, slime. I mean, there's yeah, there's like the slime and the she slime and the metal slime, slime knight. Okay. Sl- you know, slime king. Various different forms. You know. <laughs> Hey, it's like Moogles and Chocobos. Sure. Mm, I, no, no, no. I'm moving on, Getty. <laughs> <laughs> and that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where we're killing it with our shows. Multiplayer Monday, Borderlands Nuts, uh, 2D Tuesdays, they're getting through that Super Mario World, and Metal Gear Fridays, where Kevin's still getting kooky with that, using his camouflage. Is he using his camouflage? I have not seen him use it to its full extent. <laughs> I got I feel like we should teach him how to use it. No. Anyway, you can't teach him. <laughs> uh, yeah. And oh, just just as a reference, that last uh, Monday Borderlands, we got some highlights. I laughed so hard that I got an asthma attack. You know, I, I think I finally get Borderlands now. I, I'm not. 
I'm not sure I ever want to play it solo, but I, I get it. Yeah. Now, Trey, can you tell us where we can reach you and your crew of fellow podcasters? Yeah, uh, we are. you can find us at NintendoMainPodcast.com is like the main website. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Nintendo underscore domain. Yeah, any of the podcasts that I post will be posted there. You can also find links to my Twitch channel and whatnot. It's uh, twitch.tv slash NintendoMainPodcast. And uh, we also have youtube.com slash NintendoMainPodcast. We have a Patreon where if you give us a dollar a month, you can listen to all of our extra shows. And that includes uh, live shows that we've done and uh, various interviews and like just shows where we get like where we'll talk about like one retro one retro game that we can't really get into in our regular topical episodes. So check that out. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Made Podcast. That's a lot of extra content, Trey. For sure. Lots of yeah. stuff for people to Sounds check like out. Sounds like it's worth a dollar to me. Yeah, that's like, uh, I don't know. You got like six or seven in there at least. Hell Lots yeah. of hours of fun. And if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the baby colored controller of your choice. That's a Kojima reference. Thank you for listening. And GG, Trey. GG. GG, Getty. GG. Good game, Joel. That is not baby colored. That's piss colored. And you can't convince me otherwise. Are we gonna... <laughs> We're not going to have the talk right now. <laughs> We're not going to have this talk now, too. Babies Thanks are for listening, too, everybody. Joel. Good damn. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>